0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts matchup this coming Sunday in Indy, the return trip for the season. Titans able to knock off the Colts in Nashville earlier this year. Teams looking a little different than when they last faced, but we're going to break down what the Titans need to do to win and what we might be seeing differently from the Colts this go around. But before we get into that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus that's b-l-e-a-v 5-0 from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. This time, I'd love to welcome in Denard Walker. Denard, how are you doing today, sir?
2: Davey, man, this has been a great day. I tell you what I'm I'm really excited, you know, the World Series is getting ready to pop off and I want to say congratulations to one of my favorite managers, Dusty Baker, a former player I used to I used to love when I lived in San Francisco, well, California. I used to go watch the Giants play and, you know, Dusty Baker was the uh manager for the Giants for a long time. So I just want to say congratulations to to him and congratulations to that Houston Astros organization because right now they're like the only team I know the Cowboys are winning but Houston's been winning a lot these last few years
1: so I, I don't know how much of you keep out up in Dallas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much you keep up with baseball but I'm going to go out on a limb and say majority of our listeners are not happy to hear what you just said when you look at Titans country in the Nashville area just greater I Tennessee know. a lot of Ra- Braves fans and Man, the cheating scandal for the Astros. I, I can't I can't get on uh, that bandwagon.
2: Hey, they won Fair and Square. No, they didn't. You, so no they, they, they didn't. they didn't. They redeemed themselves. Oh, listen, they redeemed themselves this year. I know about the scandal a few years ago, but listen, the Astros are back, baby. So again, we have to claim our own. I'm from Texas. I live in Texas, and right now... I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I love them. I love the Astros. So, man, congratulations to Dusty Baker and that organization. Well, it's, it's,
1: it's you all against the Wisconsin. world. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I so. know, I know. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get back to talking about a team that I know everyone will agree on, and that is the Tennessee Titans, and that the fans are excited with how the team has performed these last couple of weeks. Whenever you look at one, the Monday Night Football win against the Buffalo Bills, and then the talking heads are saying, "Ah, it was a fluke. The Bills didn't come to play," and then. You get Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they have the worst performance of the Andy Reid era in Kansas City, the worst game for Patrick Mahomes in his NFL career. And yet the conversation is still around how, you know, the Titans, uh, they might be able to do something, but this is more about how bad the Chiefs are. And Denard, you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the Titans flying under the radar because I feel that this team performs better as the underdog. They feel better when everyone's betting against them. And when you go and you look at the line for this coming week, going up to Indy, I know it's a it's a game that we've often struggled in. Titans are only a one point favorite. So this game's pretty much up for grabs. You can go to bet online, lock that in if you feel like the Titans are gonna win. But D, when you first look at this game, what is it that stands out to you now that you might not have recognized or you weren't keeping as keen an eye on when these T when these two teams first met earlier in the season?
2: Well, the mobility of Carson, you know, because Davey, he's healing up. Uh, We were not anticipating Carson playing right now at this stage. We was talking this past summer about the injuries, but he is literally looking like the old Carson Wentz, the former second pick of the draft. And what you love about this team is as he's getting better, so is this team. You see the offensive line. They're seeing the playing. They're coming together. They're developing that continuity. We thought this was going to be the Achilles heel of this team. Now, Eric Fisher, who play, pay really close attention to the left tackle because he came coming into this season, he was banged up with that Achilles injury that he sustained. But what you love about him, he held his own the other night, Sunday night, against one of the best in the business in Nick Bosa. Now, what I love about this unit, David, and what scares me about this unit is they're coming together at the right time of the season. When you look at their last game against San Francisco, they put 30 points on the 49ers, which is a really good, a really good defense. But if you look at the previous game against Houston, they put 31 points. And what happened last time when they came to Nashville, they gave the Titans all they could handle. The problem is that there was a lot of miscues in the fact they also had three field goals in the red zone. And that's why they lost uh, last time, if you think about it, 25-16. So, again, the odd makers, they predicted it uh, like I would say, you know, because this is going to be a close game.
1: Right right now the Colts are sitting at 3-4. and four. They have won three of their last four. And you could argue that they should have won their last four. You look back at that fourth-quarter blunder where they gave up a 16-point lead to the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson turned on the Jets and they were able to go take that game to overtime and ultimately win but while you do look at the wins that the Colts have it's not exactly against impressive opponents but they are starting to find that rhythm and as we know Denard, with the AFC South division teams these two teams understand each other they know what they're going to try to do and it just really comes down to who's able to out scheme and execute on that given day and I think the Titans are going to have a test for them for sure whenever We go in and play on Sunday. I know a lot of people are thinking, ah, we've just gotten through the Bills, the Chiefs. There's no reason we should lose to the Colts. But if I look back over the history for the Titans, I honestly feel like this is kind of like one of those games we've typically dropped. I I get some feelings of like what was happening when we were going up into face New York, where it's like, yeah, we should definitely beat the Jets. And then the team no-showed. But I will say on the flip side of that, the Titans team, while they still have a lot of guys on injured reserve, there's some guys that are going to be missing. I do think this offense is really finding its rhythm. You should see Julio Jones and A.J. Brown both be able to go this time. Last time, A.J., I I know he didn't have a catch. So the last six quarters, you look at what he did in the second half of Buffalo and then what he was able to do against Kansas City. If that guy can find his rhythm, I feel really good about the Titans offense because we know Derek's going to be able to eat. But if Ryan's as efficient as he's been lately, That should bode well for this team. Still waiting to figure out what's going to happen for the offensive line. Some injuries there. And the Colts defensive front, as we've seen in the past, when we played in Indianapolis last year, a lot of those guys were out due to COVID protocols. But it doesn't look as though they're going to be missing any of those key guys up front this go-around. And I'm really interested to see how this one plays out, Denard, because as we talked about with that stretch that the Titans have where you got the four games, Buffalo, Kansas City, Indy, and then Los Angeles Rams. Going into this, we were thinking, if you could split those four games, that's not too bad. That's pretty good. That I think a lot of people would say, all right, I'll, I'll take that. Now, after you got the taste of the victory over the last two weeks, you're like, no, give me more. I want that. And so, D, when you look at what are the keys to success for the Titans to win this game, if you had to boil it down it, to three points... Oh, it's easy. Me?
2: Oh, it's, it's, re- it's really easy, D, Bo. Okay, first... You got defensively. Okay. So I was going back, Debo, and I was breaking down this indie team from week one and we're going into week eight. And this is a total different team. So I was trying to figure out what is the X factor on this team. And so I looked at the losses and I looked at the, the win column and the loss column. And I looked through Carson Wentz and I said, well, look at his games when they've lost. Pretty decent numbers. The last time he was in Nashville, he threw for 194 yards. Basically, he didn't have any ankles (laughs) because both of his ankles were shot up. But you look at the game against Baltimore, even though they lost in overtime and had a chance to win that game, he threw for over 400 yards. But I said, you know what? In the win against Houston and San Francisco, 223 and 150. So those are not huge numbers, but they didn't turn the ball over. But what I love, the X factor in this game it's going to come down to stopping Jonathan Taylor. Remember when I said that you always win up front. You always win in the trenches. Jeffrey Simmons, Tierra Tart, Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, they got their work cut out. You know why, Debo? Because Jonathan Taylor has gotten hot. He has showed why he's an elite running back in this league. And as he goes, so does his offense. You look at the first four games of the season when they they started off what, they were one and three. The first three games he had 56 yards against Seattle, 51 against the Rams, and 64 against the Titans. The last time he was here, now he has some explosive runs the last time in Nashville, but he had 103 against Miami. When he rushes for over 100 yards, this team Debo is three and zero. So that's the key: is stopping Jonathan Taylor. Last game against uh, San Francisco, he had over 100. He had 107 rushing yards, and then. You have to take away the playmaker, Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Because he and Carson Wentz have developed a rapport. They've developed this chemistry right now. And when Carson is in trouble, he's looking for number 11. So we have to account for those two. That's the playmakers on their offensive side of the ball that we have to eliminate or at least neutralize. We
1: we, we know that they're going to try to get the ball to Jonathan Taylor. And so, I'm going to ask this question, Denard, because the last couple of weeks we've been talking about teams that have had high-power offenses through the air, and that's not how the Colts are set up. The Colts are set up more in the line in which the Titans want to establish the run and then go from there, use the the run, set up the play action, and then take the top off of you. And Michael Pittman Jr. doing a great job of uh, deep-tracking the ball this year. He's he's come on as of late. But I I guess my question to you then, Denard, is so we've seen the team play a lot of two high safeties the last couple of weeks, only sending four, not really blitzing. And we were like, all right, we're going to see if you can establish the run. And the Bills and the Chiefs, neither one, were able to do that. Seeing as we know the Colts aren't going to do that, what's the defensive scheme going to look more like this week versus the last two?
2: It'll look more like the Buffalo game. You know, again, different coverages. I thought Shane Bowen did a great job. Listen, I was wrong. You don't have to play man-to-man coverage, you know, 80% of the time in this game. You, What you do is disguise your coverages. That's how this team is able to make plays. You do a lot of zone dogs, but one of the things you want to do is to make sure you account for Jonathan Taylor. He is the X factor in this ball game. Now, when he goes off, I don't think there's many teams in this league will have a chance to win like the Colts because typically the way that he plays, he plays really with a lot of explosiveness. Every time he touches the ball, he's very electric. You don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to get something very special. So again, when I look at this team and I'm saying to myself, if I'm a defensive coordinator, if they're 3-0 and every time he rushes for over 100 yards, I'm thinking they are going to get a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor this game. We didn't see that last time in Nashville. Uh, 64 yards rushing, and they know that's not going to cut it. So if you're the defensive front, you do just like you did against Buffalo. You let your front four hunt. And then who's going to have a big say-so in this is David Long Jr. Because a lot of times it's him picking up that back that's going to be very critical. And so you got to make sure if you're David Long Jr., you keep everything inside. You, basically, you pay, play to your leverage. You keep everything in so you can make sure when you follow him in. Because if Jonathan Taylor gets outside of you, it's off to the races. So again, this tackling is going to be very crucial this game. D. Let me say it again. Tackling is going to be a pivotal part of either Tennessee winning or losing this game because Jonathan Taylor, one guy cannot tackle him. You got to bring three, four, five. I don't know. Bring a multitude of different guys, but you can't just get one hat on this guy and expect him to go down.
1: Yeah, I'm really interested to see if the Titans defense can hit him in the backfield before he's able to get going. I mean, we talk about Derrick Henry all the time, his yards after contact, but if I think if the the D's able to get to him before he reaches that line of scrimmage and just let him know, like, we're going to be there all day. Because I do think the front four for the Titans have been playing a whole lot better as of late, and I mean, we've really seen them come on. And the the guy that we talked about last week, Denard, that's been playing at an extremely high level and has been the best acquisition for the Titans is the former Colton, Danico Autry. So him going up against his former team, how is that going to pan out? And it's one of those things to where we've just seen the team look so much different on the defensive side of the ball the last couple of weeks than we did earlier in the season and then even going back to last year. I just hope that they're able to keep things rolling when you do look at the pressure that they've been able to get on the quarterback. I I know Carson's starting to feel better, but he's not been flustered too much in the games that he's had to play where they've been able to get their wins. But he has not been a guy to turn it over, at least through the air, the interception or touchdown-to-interception ratio, I believe he's 11-to-1. It should be two. They didn't count that one he threw in San Fran as an interception. They called it a fumble. But still, he's protecting the ball for the most part. And the Titans, up until the last couple of weeks, we really struggled to force turnovers, and we were actually coughing it up quite a bit to where our turnover differential had not been great. Colts have been pretty, pretty steady in that regard. And so their defense, they're going to be trying to strip it. They're going to be hunt- hunting the ball and making trying to get Ryan to force some errors he shouldn't, it'll be a game in which you're just going to see these two teams. They know what they're going to try to do. It's just who's going to come out and perform. Denard, switching it up, if you're the Titans' offense, we just stick into the bread and butter, establish the run early, go downhill with Henry, and you do that, you're going to walk out of there with a W?
2: No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when you look at this defense for Indy, Davey, I like this defense, but you know this as well as I do, that this defense starts with one player. The heart and soul of this defense is Darius Leonard. And as of lately, there's been another player by the name of Bobby Oriki. O- Kikri- o- he is absolutely 50-ish hush. You know what I'm
1: saying. Well, I was just going back. I was actually there when Pat McAfee called his name out at the draft, and he called him Bobby Okariki. but I'm pretty sure Okereke. that that's, that's incorrect, actually. I I've think. heard
2: about three different Okariki. Let's go Okariki. We just call him uh, OK. Oh, let's go OK. Let's go OK. So we saw the first game of the season when Bobby nearly tore Ryan's head off on that blitz. They did not account for that blitz, and Ryan could have been out for the season if he got an even cleaner hitter. But you got to understand that this team, the way that they're built, everything flows around their linebackers. We saw Darius Leonard. He is the stud. He's the pro bowler. He's the guy right now that makes that defense go. As he plays, so does that defense. Okay. When they get to Indy, they have to account for 58 and 53 at all times because last time we saw Leonard pick off line last time in Nashville, okay, for an interception. And we saw Okariki with the. Nearly, he pummeled on. I mean, really hit him. I mean, just a great shot. But what you have to do against this defense, it's kind of like a, how do you say, you always say this like a bend, but don't break. What they do is try to keep everything in front of you. I said, that's how the Titans should play. That's the way that you play football. Matt Eberfluss is a really good defensive coordinator. He's understanding right now. Listen, this is what I have. When you look at this secondary, last time when they played, they didn't have the pro bowler. You know who I'm going to go at, Xavier Rose, the former Minnesota Viking and the Pro Bowler. Now, I know he's not the old Xavier Rose that we used to, we used to watch when he played in Minnesota, but he makes this defense better in the back half. What they will do, they're going to disguise their coverage. They're going to give you a lot of coverage twos. They're going to run some zone blitz. They're going to let you catch the underneath passes. The way that they've been winning these last few weeks, Debo, is much like Tennessee. They haven't been giving up the explosive plays. And that's what has been keeping this team in ball games. and, you know what, winning. And we saw last, last time when they was in Nashville, we saw a lot of our receiver. You talk about Nick, Nick Westbrook-Akine had a big game against them. And so what they're going to do, this is going to be a battle of attrition. It's going to come down to the front. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game because both defenses, they play the same way, let you have all the under, they're going to let you have the underneath passes and they're just going to tackle it. That's what you do. And again, when you look at this, just look at the history, Davey. I went back uh, since 2019 and when you look at 2019, these two teams split. Okay. And then you go back 2020, once again, they split. Andy wins. Was Tennessee wins? So now it's 2021, and I look back and I say, okay, Tennessee won last game in September 25, 16. If you're the Colts, what do you do different this time? If they can capitalize off of making touchdowns instead of the three field goals that they had in the red zone the last time they was here in Nashville, they would win that game. They would have won that game. So again. It's going to come down to eliminate the explosive plays and it's going to come down to pressuring Carson. He's more mobile now so he can run out of the pocket. He can't just sit there like a lame duck. So, again, this game is going to come down to Danico Autry, the former Colt. It's going to come down to Jeffrey Simmons because this is going to be a huge task for him. I just talked, as I alluded to earlier, about Eric Fisher. He's still basically, you know, getting his health back slowly. But this is a situation where Jeffrey Simmons can be the X factor because he's working on a player that still is dealing with an Achilles heel issue. Watch out for this matchup. Jeffrey Simmons against Eric Fisher, that can end up determining the course of this game, Debo.
1: Denard, you mentioned the recent history. Frank Reich and Mike Vrabel were both hired by their respective teams in the same season, and so far, Frank Reich is 4-3 and three against the Titans. Obviously, flip that for Mike Vrabel, 3-4. and four. So if Rabes has the opportunity to even it up, being 4-4 and against the Colts as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And I mean, we go back to it. There's not often a year where the Titans have been able to sweep the Colts. And so I think the last time they did it was when Andrew Luck was injured for that season. That might have been 2017. Yeah. It's rare that it happens. And so now the Titans have a great opportunity to go in and do that. The other thing, too, Denard, you go back and you look at this game, and one of the things we've seen in the last two weeks for the Titans is they've been protecting Ryan Tannehill. Two weeks, he's only had one sack. Whenever they played Indy the last time in Nashville, Ryan was only sacked one time. I looked at the next-gen stats, you know me and my advanced analytics, and apparently last week against Kansas City, Ryan Tannehill had the quickest release time of any quarterback so far for the season. So as soon as he got the ball, he was getting it out of his hands, and if you can do that you don't allow their defense time to get back to the quarterback, We know Ryan's going to be efficient, so just don't hold on to the ball for too long. And I think part of what's happening is you're seeing Todd Downing start to really understand how this offense needs to work, and he's calling the plays. What I love, Denard, and I don't know if we talked about this last week or recapping the Chiefs game, when the Titans got the ball, we went hurry up early. Titans were looking to move. They were not wanting to sit back, huddle up. They're like, all right, this is an opportunity. Ryan does well here. Let's keep the defense on their toes. Let's just go right down the field. And they were able to do that. I would like to see them do the same thing here. And I, I know the defenses are completely built different for what you saw in Kansas City versus what you saw or what you're going to see for any of this coming weekend. If you're starting to think, hey, this is looking more and more like what Arthur Smith was doing whenever he was the OC with the Titans, I think that statement's 100% accurate. And that's only going to be a good thing because we know that Arthur was able to have this offense humming at an elite level. One of the best in the league. And when you look at adding Julio Jones to that mix as well, only going to be able to possibly have a higher ceiling. So I'm here for it.
2: Yeah, I I love it. I mean, again, what it is 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 that chemistry. It's really where this time of year is really where, I like to call it where your coordinators will start understanding, especially first-year callers, signal callers, they're understanding now their talent that they have around them. Okay, They understand... Uh, works and doesn't work but listen I'll say this D that I gave you two points but it's something that we really haven't talked about and that's the third point I really want to really focus on this and that is special teams now we just got Brett Kern back this week and field position is going to be vital as to who comes out on top because these teams when you really look at them on paper they're really evenly matched and these are also two teams uh, in the same division that really know each other. So you can't bring any, they're not going to see anything new. Sometimes when you play a team twice a year and the second time you play them, it's either you you know what's coming, you just have to stop it. And so field position is going to be critical. And we saw Randy Bullock the last game when he hit that 32-yarder in the fourth quarter. If he doesn't hit that field goal, it was 22-16 with about three minutes left in the game. And, it, well, when he hit that 32-yarder, the Titans went up 25-16. But then Andy got the ball back, and we know that Jackrabbit made that great play in the end zone, that pass breakup on the receiver. So, again, this is going to be critical. And when you look at the Colts' special team, Davey, the one thing that I can say is they're like Tennessee. They're very consistent. When you look at their new kicker, Michael Bagley, who I know you love very sounds, much. Sounds familiar. <laughs> I know, a former type. And also, but when you look at, this young man named by the name of Rigoberto Sanchez. Now he is a he's the he's the punter for Indy, and let me tell you something, D. He had a seventy nine yard punt, okay, which is a fran- franchise record, and he is booming the ball, and that's what you want if you if this is going to be a defensive ball game where both is going to be like a slugfest. Field position is going to come down. As a huge factor as to who wins this ball game.
1: Did you say that was seventy nine yard punt?
2: Yeah, he had a seventy yard. I'm sorry, yeah, a seventy yard, no, seventy nine yard I, punt.
1: I believe you. I, I I do think it helps whenever the punt returner kicks it thirty yards into his own end zone. But um, I don't, but I don't it know still you, counts
2: as seventy nine yards. Does
1: it does? I'm just like I, I went back and I was actually watching Brandon Ayuk whenever he caught that or didn't catch it really. Uh, that was. A weird display of events. But, I mean, things got crazy in San Francisco this past weekend whenever you look at how the weather impacted that game. So I was trying not to take too much away from it. Obviously, whenever you're playing in Indianapolis, field conditions are going to be a lot different than almost anywhere else seeing as they're playing in Lucas Oil in the Dome. But, D, before we get out of here, I need some closing thoughts and then I need a score prediction. You know you put me on the spot. Okay,
2: I'm going to say this. Davey, I've been having this gut feeling, you know, Indy's coming in with a two-game winning streak, and they've just they're clicking right now. And Frank Reich is a really great coach. Frank Reich and Mike Vrabel have something in common. They both played this game at a very high level. Frank Reich was one of the best quarterbacks. I'm not saying uh backup quarterbacks, because I know he backed up Jim Kelly for a long time, but he was good and he was a really good player, really solid. And he knows offenses and he knows how to exploit defenses. Mike Vrabel is a defensive-minded coordinator. David, this is going to be a slugfest. I, I have to believe in my heart this game is going to come down to, i say, 21-24. And i say, say, Indianapolis walks away with a victory Sunday down at the, uh, what is it called now? Is it the RCA Dome? Well, what do they call it now? <laughs>
1: it's still is it's that, Lucas, that, it's it's Lucas Oil. No, Lucas
2: man. Lucas Oil now. Yeah, it, it used to be the RCA, right?
1: Yeah, and then Lucas Oil's the uh, the house that Peyton built. They
2: they so, change everything now. You know, Nissan Stadium used to be Adelphia Coliseum. Well, I then guess it was, I'm still behind.
1: You're a little bit behind, D, because I think it's been Lucas Oil for about 15 years now. But it is what it is, man. It's I'll, I'll forgive you. How about that? But hey, I'm yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't actually. I hate your pick because this is one of those games where it's like I need the Titans to prove to me they can win when they're backed up into this situation and when I say backed up it's weird because they're the favorite but they seem to let us down in these moments whenever you're thinking all right everything's clicking for the Titans they got an opportunity to move up three games in the division and obviously with the sweep over Indy you're sitting pretty there especially when you look at the back half of the schedule for Tennessee and if they can pull away with the win here. Like it's it's smooth sailing at least from who's going to be walking away with the AFC South title. And for whatever reason, I'm I'm not confident that the Titans are going to go up there and and be able to pull it out. And I really hope I'm wrong. But this is one of those like you got to show me moments. And I hate doing you it, but I'm I'm going to. Yeah, I hate. Do, well, I don't hate doing oh that part. Goodness. I don't. I wouldn't say I like it, but I don't hate it. I, I no. hate having to pick the Colts here, but I'm going to say that the Colts. They walk away with a close one, man, 28-27. A little mean, higher scoring you, than most people think. You agreeing with me? Unfortunately. This, you know, what's crazy oh, is we don't actually talk about these things beforehand. I know we gave our predictions. I need to go back and listen. It's it's it's
2: we've been spending too much time together. That's the problem. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, once the season's developed, we've done a good job of getting the predictions there. <laughs> but if I go back and look at what I said at the beginning of the season, it's it's looking rough right now. I, I hope the Titans prove me wrong, and that's more of like what I'm just kind of hedging on at this point is go out there, prove you can win this type of game that you should win. You're the better team. You have the playmakers. Just go out there and dominate, and if they can pick up right where they left off against Buffalo and then Kansas City, they'll walk away with the win, but I need to see those t- the team that we saw last Monday and then this past Sunday, I need to see that team show up.
2: Yeah, you ever heard the saying, what goes up must come down at some point? Yeah. And hopefully it's not this week, but it's going to be a close one. It's a division game, D. It's it's like last year when they used to, when they played Houston the first time. We was not anticipating Houston coming in to Nashville and playing Tennessee the way that they played. And we didn't even think the Jacksonville game last year. But even this year, Dave, it's just division. And it's just um, it's just a time where you just have to go get it. Mm-hmm. You just have to go get it.
1: Very much so. I'm I'm just looking at the the AFC South standings and it, it's ours for the take and D we just have to go in there and and show them that we want it the most. It's it's as simple as that. You move to six and two and you put them at three and five. They ain't catching. You. It's it's simple, man. That's why but I don't. Love know.
2: It's called a game of attrition.
1: It is, and we will see it play out this coming Sunday, one o'clock Eastern, noon Central, on CBS. The Tennessee Titans going up to Indy to face the Colts should be a good one. Denard and I will be here to break it down for you after the game goes final. But until then, we hope you have a great week. We will keep you updated. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.